This week's episode of To The Top Talk is brought to you by CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com Talking Southern Miss athletics with some pretty knowledgeable Southern Miss fans. Great place to go, unvarnished, unfiltered. You won't have to sift through the propaganda. Southern Miss fans, check it out. CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com you are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do is Southern Miss To The Top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey, presented by... 4th Street Bar in Hattiesburg. We are here with your break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. What an excellent and amazing weekend to be a Golden Eagle. Like I said on the beginning of the show, the show is brought to you by 4th Street Bar. They've got specials for Monday Night Football. Go check them out. Chili Dogs. They've got beer specials on Bud Light. Dos Equis, Michelob Ultra. You can also play football bingo for prizes and more. Beer towers are $20. That's 128 ounces of booze, 20 bucks. Beer and food specials also for Thursday night football. And don't forget their plate lunches and their sandwich of the week. The 4th Street Bar in Hattiesburg is your home for all Southern Miss sports. If it's televised anywhere, they will find it and have it on. Not to mention the best Southern Miss memorabilia collection you will find. Visit our friends at 4th Street Bar on 4th Street just off Highway 49 in Hattiesburg. So like I said, an amazing weekend to be a Golden Eagle. We've got a jam-packed show. We went around this weekend talking to fans. Had a lot of good fan chatter. Old fans, new fans, young fans, tenured, very, very tenured fans, as you will will hear on the episode. The sound a little bit better, I think, than, than our last Adventures in Rice. But uh, still keep in mind, this is something we're recording from our voice note recorder on our phone. So it's not going to be the tip top of the uh sound quality charts so to speak but anyways we got a a great show lined up for you i think you guys are gonna love it let's get right down to it here we go from the campus of the university of southern mississippi it is 11 21 a.m we are here at the tailgate gotta be honest with you guys a little bit bigger of a crowd than i anticipated in our particular area it looks like there's a lot of military so there must be a military tailgate going on but that being said it was a little tougher than uh earlier than expected to get a non-sanctioned parking spot although i have my eagle club parking pass i like to park close to the tailgate and it was a little bit of an issue which i think is a good thing but we are out here i'm out here with the lovely melissa who is borderline freezing right now it's not too bad i'm standing in the sun yeah when you stand in the sun it's nice (laughs) when you're when you're in the shade it gets a little chilly but one thing i noticed the other day is the that the line that's good factor in the game the line open southern is open as eight and a half point favorites went down to four point favorites once it was announced that spencer brown uh the running back for uab was going to be playing and then it bounced back up it's up to seven and a half right now but it, it, in one day it bounced up three points and we believe that's because the quarterback 
for UAB Tyler Johnson will not be playing. So we'll see if that comes to fruition or not, but could be a big uh, telltale sign in the outcome of this game. Melissa, what do you think about that? Um, I think we're going to smoke them. There you go. I, I like it. I like the attitude. I like the swagger. So we're out here tailgating, starting to, starting to fill in a little bit. Looking forward to a great day of Southern Miss athletics. Southern Miss? To the top. Oh, and Jamie told me to wear my camo jacket today. You, and you did wear your camo? I did. It's fashion camo, not hunter camo. I just want to make that clear. Okay, yeah. Well, you're from the Delta. You do not have the redneck gene. <laughs> they would probably think that the that uh, hunting camo is normal, although I'm sure there will be some people here wearing hunting, hunting camo today. Yes, yes. And I'm drinking my Bloody Mary. Thanks to Coop, who made it for me, and Bump, who provided it. So. To the top. All right, it is 11.25 a.m. here with one of my best friends over the years. I guess we've known each other about 20 years now. You may know him as F5-something or another on Twitter, the the very uh, infamous Shane Light. What's up, Mr. Arrington? Good to be here. So this is your first uh, trip to Hattiesburg this season? It is. It is. I've unfortunately had to keep up with the Golden Eagles through the television screen this year, but it feels good to be back in Hattiesburg. Do you see a Golden Eagle presence up there in North in Apex, North Carolina? You know, surprisingly, I do. I run into some Southern Miss folks up there from time to time, see some stickers or tags on cars. Dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, it's great having you back. You got your new daughter, Evie. Yeah, Evie. Evie's in the house. This is Evie's first uh, game in the Rock. She was born back in March, so uh, we got her here as soon as the weather cooled down. Didn't want to fry an egg in the stadium. Perfect timing for Evie as we now have beer. Man, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so happy that uh, I'm going to shed a tear in the stadium today. I never thought this day would come. Uh, I just I don't know what to do. I think I just peed a little. <laughs> <laughs> now, one of the things, let's tell, let's tell the listeners here. I don't know if we've ever told this story on the show. I don't, maybe we have. I don't know. About the time that... Uh, I was working for a local cellular company, uh, used to be known as Cellular South. They asked me, did I have any, so I was doing a thing called the Discover Center, where you train people on their phones, and they asked me, did I have any customers that had good stories? So they didn't know that me and you were friends, but I sent them you. They think that we met at this Discover Center, they hire you to do this commercial, fly you out to Los Angeles, and then you aired during college football season, like, like, Ready, ready, straight, straight, all that year. What was the experience like with uh, the Cellular South commercial? Man, that was uh, not very many people get to do that. So what a treat that was. Uh, Catherine and I had just gotten married. So uh, unfortunately, we had to keep it to a weekend. They wanted to keep us to a week or have us out there for a week. But uh, got to go out, uh, flew us out to L.A. first class. You know, uh, great treatment. Put us on a hotel, Sunset, uh, Sunset Strip. Uh, shot in front of a green screen one day, and then they took out and shot like on location one day. Uh, like had hair and makeup and wardrobe trailers and craft services. It was the real deal. I will forever be indebted to Mr. Arrington, uh, and I'll always feel bad too. I didn't make a little money off that commercial. It wasn't a great amount, but I should have shared some with you. But I'm sorry, buddy. That money's been gone for a long time. I was gonna say you probably needed to get here today, and they put you up at the the legendary Sunset Marquee, which I stayed at a couple of years ago, which is amazing, especially when you learn about the history that went on there. 
Yeah, I didn't get one of the bungalows, uh, so I felt a little better about the sheets I was sleeping in. Uh, but it was an amazing place uh, right there on the Strip. Um, yeah, it's, uh, again, just an amazing life experience that uh, when I tell people, they look at me and they're like, I mean, you're way too ugly for TV. Well, yeah, I mean, it was one commercial and then I was done. And there's one of your old buddies walking up that's uh, from the uh, Bassfield Connection, Kelly Eubanks. Um when I was there at the hotel, this is kind of for any fans that, that have Netflix or have seen it. Um, I was eating breakfast and Superman Shep Gordon walked by. I didn't get to talk to him, but if you've never seen the Superman documentary, it is incredible. Now back to that commercial. They hired someone a lot uglier to me than me to play me. Uh, how ugly was this guy? Well, I mean, Jamie, you're a unique individual where you uh, are on what would be modern radio, but you definitely have the face for television or at least Playgirl. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know why they didn't just let Jamie be in the commercial, but they hired some guy, which I'm still Facebook friends with. So, like, once every couple months when I get on Facebook, uh, this guy randomly pops up. They even hired somebody to play my wife while my wife sat, like, in the back row of the movie theater they were shooting in uh, with the marketing people from Cellular South. So uh, I I felt like that was a a mistake on their part, Uh, the chemistry between the three of us, even though we weren't supposed to know each other. Well, I guess I was supposed to know my wife. But uh, it, uh, I think it would have made for movie magic. We may have got a TV deal out of it. Now, you're pretty much in the, the, on the staff here at To The Top Talk. I mean, me, you, and Jason pretty much text every day in the group chat. Some interesting ins and outs this week that, that could play a factor today. I'm sure by the time the listeners hear this, we will already know the outcome of this. But uh, slightly intrigued by the Vegas line, which, uh, like I said, opened up at 85 Drop down to four once it was announced that Spencer Brown, the running back for UAB, will be playing. And then it is anticipated that quarterback Tyler Johnston will not be playing for the Blazers today. The line jumps back up to seven and a half rather swiftly. What are your thoughts on this UAB game today? Man, uh, it, it's going to be a battle. Um, it's it's a nice little rivalry we have with UAB. We dominated them for so many years. And, of course, we had our... Uh, uh, he who shall not be named season that has taken us quite a long time to recover from. Uh, but uh, Southern Miss football is, is close to being back. This is the kind of game that we need to win. Uh, but UAB is coming in for a dogfight. There's no doubt in my mind that our guys are ready. Uh, with Johnson being out and uh, the running back being back, that guy scares me a little. We know what he's done to us in the past. I feel like our run D is kind of a strength this year, so that makes me feel a little bit better. But they've got a really talented receiving core, too. So uh, if the backup quarterback can get in there and, and get it to them, uh, I think it's gonna it's not going to be a blowout on either way. But I feel good about the Eagles today. Watch us get out there. and the, Johnson won't be 100%. Watch him roll him out there with a bum ankle. Uh, but it's very strange for the line to move that much and him and, and it not be a thing. So, well, hey, man, one time before we go, Southern Miss. To the top, brother. All right, 1231, uh, standing here at Eagle Walk. Ran across a uh, longtime Eagle, uh, Golden Eagle fan. He actually tailgates right next to us, and at least for the last few years. Neil Rogers. Neil, what's happening, brother? Oh, uh, just uh, here, enjoying this great weather, ready for hopefully a good game. I know, man. Um, Seymour is coming by right now in this humongous. Hummer, I guess, or some sort of uh, is that your truck? Okay, well, you got a great parking spot, better than mine. Um, no, it's, it's Military Appreciation Day. I've seen a ton of uh, military presence on campus today, um, and uh, I know we sold a bunch of tickets for that. Um, so you guys didn't set up next to us today. Like, what happened with that? Dropped the ball, you know. Um, <laughs> life happens, I guess, but um, you know, we'll uh, we'll come back strong next time. Making sure I was still going there. All right, so um, 
So what about the game today, man? You know, UAB kind of leads in every defensive category as far as Conference USA is concerned. They're coming off pretty much an embarrassing loss last week at Tennessee. Um, how do you see today's game plan out? It's hard to know. Um, UAB has some good numbers. Uh, I think everyone knows their schedule hasn't been that great. Um, they The numbers even look good against Tennessee, but I know Tennessee had a lot of short fields. Sure. So I'm interested to see – um, you know, how they perform against us. I know they have a strong defensive line, which gives us trouble. So, um, I don't know. I think, I think even for UAB fans, I think this is kind of their litmus test to see how good they actually are. Well, you know, both of us are kind of sitting in that second place in our division in the conference. So, I mean, not that the season's over with if we lose the game today. But, you know, if you want to be sitting in, in the best p- position possible, the win's going to have to happen. It's good to have them back here at the Rock. Last time we went, last game I think was an overtime game that we, we probably should have won. So maybe we can squeak this one out today. Um, I guess in the last 30 seconds to go, uh, in the last 30 seconds or so here um, before the band just drowns us out, um, uh, who's your pick to click? My who? Who's your pick to click today as far as uh, offensively for the uh, Golden Eagles? Uh, I mean, I think it starts with Abraham. If yeah. he uh, limits turnovers, controls the game, I think we win. If he doesn't, I think we lose. Awesome. Here comes the band. I'm going to let this roll for a second, but uh, Southern Miss? Do the top. All right, 1254. Uh, came over here to drop off a uh, hat for a good friend of mine, Chad Dickens. We ran across his dad, Charlie Dickens, and been wanting to get this guy on the podcast. Actually, for the last couple of years, he's got very interesting stories about Southern Miss, and he's been around for a while, seen a lot of things. So, Mr. Charlie, first of all, how are you today? I'm doing fine, just a little bit chilly. I took my jacket off. Yeah, well, it was real chilly this morning. It was the same way last, well, two weekends ago at Rice. We went over for that game. Same type of deal, but... um. So, give the listener. First of all, like uh, you live in Jackson, right? Uh, correct. Uh, been there about fifty years. Uh huh. Me, wife, and two children. I got you. And uh, the kids got up and they got tired of home, so one <laughs> went to Colorado and one went to Florida. Right. And right. My wife and I haven't made. <laughs> I hear that. Um, She's still working. Oh, look out! It's <laughs> the best way to do it. So, um, so you've been a Southern Miss for how long? I mean, Southern Miss fan for how long? Well, I, st- I started buying season tickets. Uh, I believe it was in '74. Mm-hmm. We came back to Jackson in '71. I went to a lot of Jackson State ball games. Walter Payton played there, and uh, Kylie Timms was buying season tickets for Southern. So, I bought season tickets, and he and I started coming. And then when they got the uh, stadium expanded about 74 or 75, somewhere along in there, bought the whole family tickets. We were up in the nosebleed area. And wife said she only made one game. She wasn't going back again. She wasn't going up there. <laughs> the tilt downward was too much. Sure. And she never went back. And so we had to buy season tickets in a legitimate place. <laughs> I hear you. So, um, you know, the big deal with you are these are these pins that you have um, on your hat and up and down your – I think normally you wear the, the suspenders, right? Um, you've collected these pins from every single opposing stadium that we that you've ever been to to watch the Golden Eagles play? 
there has been one or two that I missed because either they didn't have a pen or in the case of Arkansas State, they had just changed their name from something, the Indians mm-hmm. to the Red Wolves. And uh, this was their first year as a Red Wolf and nobody had any pins. Right. <laughs> and uh, I just haven't followed up to get it. The youngest son, Roger, uh, he can run. I'm not computer literate, mm-hmm. but he, he'll get on the Internet and find one that I need. And uh, another was the All-American Bowl in Birmingham was Brett Favre's senior year. And uh, that was the last year they were in existence. They did away with the All-American Bowl. And I've never, never, never been, been able to find it. Again. I got you. And I think that's the only ones I'm missing. Well, so those are the only pins you're missing. But as far as like maybe like some of the most memorable games that you've been to, like what, what, which one of those games stick out to you the most? Uh, going to uh, Boise, Idaho, and getting beat. Right, potato bowl, uh, right? I believe uh, not potato bowl. Humanitarian bowl. Humanitarian right, bowl. Right, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, they have a real nice stadium. With the the bluegrass is odd, but it's <laughs> nice. But it's a nice stadium. Sure. And right behind it, they got a fantastic uh, basketball arena. Mm-hmm. And I've forgotten whose name is on it, but. It's real nice. Uh, and going to Army, uh, we drove up to Army, and uh, it's just too damn many hills up there. <laughs> I, I don't walk real good. And, sure. uh, and everything is uphill. And you park your car about 40 miles away, and you ride a bus into the stadium. They pick you up and take you to the stadium. Oh, cool. You know, I don't know who was so smart as to pick this place to put uh, West Point on the school on, but there's nothing but hill. And you go downhill and you stop at the water where the river is. <laughs> no, uh, but it's a real interesting place to visit and, and, uh, and to sightsee. Mm-hmm. And we had a friend from here in Jackson that uh, was, was up, was going to school up there, and he was teaching up there, but. It was good to see people like that, and uh, and I've read a lot on it, on Custer and all the way up to Eisenhower, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's real interesting the, the trials and tribulations they had getting through the school. But after I got there and saw all these hills, I could believe it. <laughs> uh, and uh, going to uh, Florida, University of Florida, for a game. Business section is right next to the student section. Sure. And I was about four seats from the end of our row to the student section. And you could you couldn't talk, you couldn't hear, you couldn't dance. Of course, they're yelling at you, throwing. They didn't throw cups. They threw paper. Yeah. And uh, I guess that's to be expected. Yeah. And I mean, I'd never been to the time. I'd never been to Florida. Sure. Uh, and went to Florida State. My partner, his son, me, my two sons, all went together. And Chad was sitting on the end of the row. That's my oldest son. Mm-hmm. He was on the end of the row, sitting right next to the tuba player in our band. And you couldn't talk to him, but he couldn't hear anything. And right behind us was two real nice-looking school teachers probably 24 5 6 something like that yeah 
and they were from New Orleans, but they graduated from Southern. And sitting next to me was my partner's son, Scott. Scott was about 14 years old, about six foot two, six foot three. And every time Southern would do something good, either the blonde or the brunette would reach out and grab uh, <laughs> Scott and kiss him on the cheek and just up and down. Scott didn't like that kind of thing. And his dad had moved down to the end of the road and found somebody had some kind of liquid refreshment. And he slid down to sit next to him. And Scott was, Daddy, Daddy. Scott said, be quiet, boy. I'll see you after the game. <laughs> and the game ended. And we come out, and Scott had lipstick all over his collar of his white shirt, <laughs> all over the side of his face. You thought he cut his throat. And we were going out, and his uh, his dad was standing there waiting for him. And he come out, and he saw us. Boy, what happened to you? And his two girls were coming out right behind us, one row up. Said, that old woman kept kissing me. <laughs> old woman of 25 or 26. And why didn't you call me, boy? I did, Daddy. You told me to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's a great story. Thanks for sharing that. I, I'm looking at your hat here. I see the Charlotte 49ers, see Texas A&M, Kansas, Virginia Tech. Uh, what's that? Arkansas, TCU, New Orleans Bowl, uh, Rice, Kentucky, Auburn. You've been all over the place. And it's, it, I mean, and, and you wouldn't do all that stuff, I don't think, if, if Southern Miss didn't mean something just near and dear to your heart. So maybe do you think you can take a, a few seconds here and kind of just say what Southern Miss means to you? I, I grew up uh, – my, my dad got uh, LSU season tickets to home games. So I grew up about 1945 to 1958. Probably made every LSU home game, and I knew I knew some guys from Natchez that played down there. Some in my high school class, majority of my high school guys went to Ole Miss and played football. After Allen Brown, Jerry Brown, Paley Dundays, and but I went in the Navy after high school and got out and decided I need to be in college. And I went to Southern Miss. I didn't know a lot about it, but. Uh, a couple of Bosch brothers had been over here. And so they, they enjoyed it. They liked it. And I grew up across the street from them. So I, I came to Hattiesburg. Still didn't know what to expect. In fact, and my mother and dad did not bring me to college. And they didn't send me. I just said, I'm gone. And I went. <laughs> and, uh, and I was a little older than the rest of the freshmen coming in. But it was, it was small enough uh, that I liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of these schools that are five, six, and ten square blocks back then, I didn't want to go there. I, I visited a lot of schools later, and I'm glad I came to Southern because of the space. And I ended up joining the Kappa Sigma fraternity, and that was probably the best best move I made, not because it was Kappa Sigma, but it was because it was a fraternity, mm-hmm. and you had instantly people to associate with and you knew what they were working for, and they knew what you were working for. And after I met more of the, I'm going to say, faculty, uh, Pi Van and uh, Bear Underwood, hmm, cool. uh, Bear Underwood and I were just instant friends. And wow. I was just a kid, and he knew I wasn't real bright, but he and I got along real good. And, uh, and the instructors, not like high school, but, the instructors took, knew my name, and they took time to talk to me sure. and uh, try to help me out. 
You know, did I belong in this class or that class? I got into physics. I got out of physics. <laughs> and, uh, but, I don't blame you. And then at, when I graduated and somebody explained the alumni program to me, and I went ahead and joined uh, the Lifetime deal when I graduated. And now after I moved to Atlanta to where I live, we live in Pensacola, Jacksonville, Atlanta, Charlottesville, Virginia, and we come back to Mississippi. And so then we bought the season tickets. And uh, I've always been interested in, and I had so many of my high school classes that went to school here, mm -hmm. and I've always been interested in trying to keep up with them because I was behind all of them. I don't know what happened to everybody because I went in the Navy. And uh, so many of them went here. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and again, I could talk to the instructors. Uh, sure. I'd go in and drink a beer, I'd smoke a cigarette, and we, <laughs> and we would talk. And, uh, and I needed nickel and dime words a lot of times. And had a name like Charles Dickens, everybody thinks you're a master of the English language. I'm not a real bright fella. And, uh, but. Oh, goodness. And, and if, I, if I had a lot of money, you know. I'd make large. I still make donations to Southern. Mm -hmm. If I had more money, I'd make more. Mm -hmm. uh, well, speaking of donations to Southern, I know that I talked to Chad about the hat with the pins, with the suspenders and all that, and he wanted to get his hands on it, at, you know, when the time comes. And from what I understand, um, that's not possible. It's going to go straight to the university, right? That's probably true. Uh, <laughs> if he can operate with two broke arms, you know, he may get them. But unless he can operate that way, he's probably not going to get it right off the bat. That's awesome. Uh, well, I forgot which athletic director it was was looking at it. So we need that. And we want to put them on a green felt thing and frame it. And at the time, I had about 25 or 30 on the hat. So I got 15 more at home I don't have room for. Sure. <laughs> and I have one pin from my Navy ship. That's a, that may be the flag. That's important. Yeah, the rest of them are all uh, schools that we've gone to visit. Uh, we're going uh, to uh, San Antonio this week. It's coming weekend. Sure. So I've never been to a ball game. I've never even seen the Aladone. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to make that. We had hopes of making Boca Raton, but that'd be too expensive a trip for me to make that and Sandy. Right. Oh yeah, you got to pick and choose for sure. Well, um, thanks for taking some time with us today, and thanks thanks for your service. Um, you know, um, enjoy hanging out with your son, Chad. And I think I've known him for longer than I think I've known him for, but here in the last couple of years, we've made a, another connection and, um, I always want to get by here and talk to you. I brought him his hat today. So here's his hat. Oh, yeah. We got that on record. So Chad, I, I dropped the hat off. We call him Mr. Fireball. So, yeah, <laughs> so, so, uh, if you don't get the hat, it's, it's on your dad's hands we're now. Getting, but anyway, we're getting a shirt. We're getting a shirt here to pick up. We've got to take to him too. He, okay. He'll be up here up to Jackson next, next Friday. Awesome. Well, thanks. <laughs> well, thanks again. And uh, Southern Miss? Uh, to the top. It is 1.02 p.m. I'm here with the latest art incarnation of the super fans, Jared and Skyler. What's going on, guys? What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? All right. So tell me a little bit about what you guys have started doing this year. So three years ago for homecoming, I ended up buying this jersey from a thrift store, believe it or not, for three bucks. It was during the uh, Ellis Johnson era that we don't talk about, and uh, everybody was uh, getting rid of all their Southern Miss stuff. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this into a, a football theme. So I started three years ago, and it's kind of evolved. 
over time over the past three years. And then this year, you know, we uh, we did Homecoming. And my boy Skylar right here, he's like, man, the Joker just came out, the new movie. Let's go on ahead and, you know, make something happen with that. So we put together his costume and we're here, baby. We're going to be here every home game. We're going to be hopping up the student section. This is going to be us, man. So you get a white 62 jersey. Looks like from around 2003 to 2008. Yep. You get the pants on. And Skylar's got looks like what, what might be a zoot suit. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's uh, it's close enough. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting Jared um, this year earlier, and uh, we were talking about how much we love Southern Miss. I'm actually an alumni here, and uh, after a while, you know, I just uh, wanted to get back into the spirit of getting into the school spirit. So uh, whenever I came with Jared to the games here, we just put this together, and we, we met a guy down on the field that said, hey, you know what, You we had the face paint uh, two weeks ago, and then he said, we need to finalize this costume for you. And so here it is. Here's the finished product. It looks sharp. So you, you get on the full suit. Jared's got on the uh, – you get on the full apparel. You get the gloves. You get everything. You get the face paint. I love it. I love the I love the lack of shame. And he, and he mentioned Ellis Johnson. Yes, I did. Well, it's part of, you know, uh, those who forget the past are, are doomed to repeat it. So, <laughs> so, so, what do you guys think about the season so far? This season's going to be fantastic. I think we're underdogs. I think we're uh, underrated according to the national spotlight. Um, I see us easily making it into the top twenty-five, probably within the next season, maybe two seasons. I'm kind of you know throwing that out there, but I don't really care. Um, <laughs> we're five and three right now. Um, the only two losses that we have were to two SEC teams, and the the other loss was, of course, to La Tech. I think we should have won that game handedly, but you know what? It's okay. We're number two. We're going to stay number two. We're going to hope that they lose two games, and we're going to go to the conference championship and go all the way. And if we end up going to New Orleans for the New Orleans Bowl or RNL carry, whatever it is, me and him are going to be there in this attire, in the student section, riling up New Orleans and showing them just what Southern Miss is all about. Yeah, you know, I, I second that. And I uh, I have to say, coming back here to these home games is really bringing on the nostalgia, you know, and it's 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 pumping me back up as if I were a student here again, you know. And so it's great to come back to these games, and it's great that we are actually doing what our name says we are, and we're going to the top. And I like to see that our trend is going upwards from here. I love the attitude. I love the swagger. Before we let you go, Southern Miss. To the top, to the top baby. baby. Okay, 113, just left Mr. Dickens a minute ago, but walking back to our spot, we went across uh, Ernie Walker. Ernie, uh, we keep up with you on Twitter um, and Facebook and probably all the other stuff. I know you listen to the show a lot. And then you, you live in Houston, right? I do. I live in Houston and a community just south of Houston called Pearland. So you were there two weeks ago, I guess? I was. I was at the Rice game, and I, I come to all the home games I can. I think I missed the North Texas game this year because I had a conflict, but mm -hmm. all the other ones I've made. So. Now, do you, like, own a helicopter, or you just, like, burn up burn up I-10 like, yeah. like it's nobody's business? I, I'm not very smart. I drive <laughs> a lot, so, yeah. but with my job, I, I'm in sales, so I travel a lot, and, and I'm used to the windshield time, so. Yeah. Well, um, so so you come to all these games. How long have you been coming to games is that, uh, in, in Hattiesburg? Well, I graduated in 87, and then the first year I bought season tickets was 97. So uh, I've had season tickets. That's when we got here. Yeah, that's yeah. When, yeah that's yeah. right. So, yeah, the Lee Roberts era probably. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I was in school the same four years Brett Favre was, so I was here when he was here. Wow. If you're going to pick a time to start yeah. off, that's kind of – tell you what, that, that might be the way it sucked you in. Like when we got here in 97, we kind of were on that right. roll. We're sucked in ever since. We can live through the times of the Ellis's and stuff like that's that because right. we've, we've seen the bright side, right? So true. 
So, so you come over here. This is your tailgate spot. Is this, is this where you guys normally set up tailgate? Well, we used to have a much bigger group, and we set up on the opposite side of this building. And then they had some construction mm-hmm. uh, last year or a year before, and our group kind of split. But mm-hmm. this is where I park, so this is where I have been tailgating since. Last year and this year probably is where we, we hang out. Cool. So about the game today, you know, we know uh, UAB has got a just fantastic defense. They lead Conference USA in just about every defensive category. All they've, they've played kind of a soft schedule, but still it is what it is. They got the right numbers. Um, now Southern Miss, on the other hand, um, as far as offensive goes, we, we lead in a lot of those categories, or at least in the top three in most right. of them. So, I mean, how do you see this game playing out today? Well, I think I think it'll be a defensive struggle. I don't see a high scoring game, but I do see. Uh, our offense putting together enough to come out with a win. Mm-hmm. I'm bad to guess. I'll say something like 28 to 21. Yeah, uh, most of the games are really close. It's either that or we win by like 60. Well, that would be my <laughs> yeah. preference. <laughs> no doubt. Well, um, man, thanks so much for taking a couple minutes with us. I got to get back over to the tailgate. I think my wife's gonna kill me. But anyway, sudden miss to the top. Okay, it's 1:23, and uh, we just made it back from. Uh, from Eagle Walk, from talking to Chad and all that, <laughs> and Ernie. Um, and there's a guy over here. It happens to be his birthday today, but it's a good friend of mine um, that grew up around Hattiesburg, left for quite a while, been gone for, I think, a little bit over 15 years. He's now made his way back. He's a surgeon over at Hattiesburg Clinic, Thomas Royals. First of all, happy birthday, buddy. Uh, thanks, man. So you've been gone from Hattiesburg for 15 years. 15 years, is that right? About, yeah. Give or take? Yeah. Okay. Is that, is that mean? Is, is that weird? We're getting to the point in our lives where we're going to be like, yeah, we've been gone for 15 years and now we're back. We're getting a little old. Yes, that's weird. Um, so anyway, so you've left for a while. You came back. You, you went through, uh, went to Houston um, for a while. You went to Tampa for a while. And uh, you've gotten like a million degrees. And, and now you're <laughs> finally back. And, I mean, what do you think about Hattiesburg? What do you think about our little city since you've gotten back? Oh, man, it's great. It's gotten so much bigger. Um, it's really expanded out west a little bit to where my where I grew up, but just being back close to town and Southern Miss is still rocking and rolling. I've supported them all through the years, even though I wasn't living here. So it's great to come back home and be able to go to the football games on Saturdays. Absolutely, man. We're glad you came out. Now, I know you hadn't dipped your toe into the uh, the season ticket waters yet, but um, you're one of my friends, so I think I'm going to wrap you in before long. <laughs> But, uh, but but as far as as far as the game today, I, I don't know if you have been keeping up with Southern Miss uh, like we have or UAB. But um, what do you think is going to happen with the uh, with the UAB guys uh, today? Well, I think it's a big game for Southern Miss. We really need to uh, put a W on the board today. Hopefully, win out the next three games and then go into FAU leading the conference. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, so, uh, UAB's got a huge. Uh, as far as the stats go, UAB is leading in just about every single defensive category that there is within the conference. But Southern Miss, on the flip side, is leading in just about every single offensive uh, side. So we're hoping that the uh, that the crowd today might like push us over the top. You know, UABs have some good crowds of their own in Birmingham, but you know, there's nothing like playing football with a big crowd here at the Rock. Yeah, I agree. I love coming to the Rock and seeing the black and gold all throughout campus, and just taking in the game with family and friends. It's a great atmosphere. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for taking a little bit of time with us. And uh, if anybody, like, you know, needs, like, their knee replaced or something or whatever you do, call, <laughs> call our good buddy Thomas Royals. And he'll... <laughs> thanks, buddy. And Southern Miss? To the top. 5.55. Back at the tailgate. Um, just finished off uh, quite an impressive victory. Um, you know, the entire year we've kind of been – We've kind of been uh, looking for that complete team, um, 
complete team effort as far as offense, defense, special teams, and um, and and it seems like this game was was probably uh, was probably uh, the closest we've gotten to that. So so like. I'm sitting here with Cooper right now. Cooper's trying to make his, himself a, a post-game mimosa, I think. And I just interrupted that that whole thing. But, um, Cooper, what do you think? I mean, it, 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 as far as I've, I'm concerned, this is probably like the best uh, the best ever as far as like offense, defense, special teams. I mean, this is complete ass one from, from the word go. What do you think? Well, I mean, that's 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 the key right there. I mean, I, I, I did not expect uh, the the, the, the – the, victory that we had tonight I, I expected us to win i expected us to win by 10 is what i was predicting but man oh man and we, we came out on all cylinders I and mean, it was um it was it was sweet to see everything clicking like it should i mean we our defense looked good offense looked good uh and, you know I mean, that's, that's that's what we wanted to see i mean and we got it tonight it reminded us a lot of uh, you know when we were first uh, introduced in the golden eagle uh, football back in 1997 of of you kind of got more fired up when 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 the defense took the field, um and and, and just as luck would have it, you know, Marshant Kenny is sitting right behind us in the stands tonight, and I asked him the entire game. I said, does this does this kind of seem like you know what happened when, when you know how it felt when you were here? And he was like, yeah, you know. So um, it was a dominant effort from the word go, and and you know that two points that they scored, I think it almost seems a little bit more cool to me than a shutout, just because we kind of gave them the two points. Does that make sense? <laughs> Completely makes sense. You know, I mean, it's that's 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 exactly what it is. I mean, the the, the defense tonight. I mean, it, you know, they, they were impressive against Rice. I mean, that's what uh, you know got the game for us for sure. But tonight, uh, they they came out equally as impressive, and and it was it's it's really good to see uh, the defense playing like they are, and and you know the offense as well. I mean, you know, it's it's uh, thirty eight. What was it? What was 37 the to 2. 37 I points? I mean, that's that's no joke. So yeah. that's all I can say. Awesome. Well, so we're trying to, like, clean up the tailgate thing right now. And, um, you know, this is part of it. Uh, you get set it up, like, really early in the morning. Then you do your thing all day long. And then hopefully you're happy after the game is over with. And then you got to tear it down. So uh, we're in the middle of a tearing down process. And uh, I think there might be a, a beer or two involved before we complete the uh, tearing down process. But... I just wanted to check in one more time and um, hope you guys enjoy this episode. And uh, Southern Miss to the top. All right, 2:23 on Sunday afternoon after the game uh, versus UAB yesterday, which was an absolute blast. And here watching the Saints uh, try to come back on the Falcons as we speak. But I just wanted to do a final kind of um, recap uh, from the game yesterday and, and give you my thoughts on that. So here we go. Um, first of all, UAB, boy, I tell you what, how much, um, how much uh, chatter did we see on Twitter <laughs> from these guys, from the fans, even from the football team, talking about the uh, the Hattiesburg takeover? UAB was going to take over Hattiesburg, and I'm pretty sure I saw about a hundred fans, maybe, and that's probably giving them um, the benefit of the doubt on that. But um, you know, UAB. How'd that whole takeover thing work out? Uh, did not, uh, I don't know, maybe it didn't go quite as planned. And never seen our guys kind of get on Twitter and get on social and, and, and react the way they did. Um, nothing nothing malicious or anything, but just, hey, you know, how'd that taste, UAB? So good to see these guys. Good to see something bringing them together. And you know what? A little confrontation isn't always a bad thing. 
Um, but as far as the game goes, in my opinion, that was the most, uh, probably the most complete game we've uh, we've had so far this year. Seems like every single week we're talking about the defense did better, or the offense did better, or special teams did this, and there's always some good things to point out, but never was you know kind of everything good to point out. UAB did have a defense that was a force to be reckoned with, and um, I, I thought we handled it uh, very well. And so I thought I would run through kind of what happened yesterday. First of all, the score, 37-2, to two, an absolute butt whooping. The very first uh, score of the game came from our good uh, buddy, uh, Steven Anderson. And Steven, you know, hadn't seen as much playing time lately as I think people may have thought he would have seen. But um, it, it was all due to, you know, other good players on the team, so it's always a good thing when you have more than uh, more than uh, one or two capable backs, and he's definitely one of them. So Steven Anderson scored that very first touchdown with uh, at the 909 mark in the first quarter. Uh, next, uh, our good uh, our, our, our freshman kicker Andrew Stein. Andrew Stein then put us up 10 to seven on a 35 yard field goal uh, that capped off an 11 place 69 yard drive. So that was a nearly four minutes off the, off the uh, at the time of possession too. So that was a good thing to see. Uh, next, DQ Thomas, the the pick six just broke on the pass. It was a little out pattern on the far side of the field from the home side of the stadium. Grabbed it, snatched it out of the air, took it to the house. That made the score seventeen to nothing uh, with eleven minutes in the uh, second quarter. And and then when, when UAB actually got their only points in the second quarter with the, you know, there's a fumble right there in the end zone. Should, should Jay, it's, it was all set up because Jalon Adams uh, probably should not have taken the punt from maybe like the one yard line. I might have actually had something to do with that. <laughs> I, uh, we, we sit there right there in the end zone. And when Jalon was, was, was coming back, he was pumping the crowd up a little bit. And we were telling him like, take it to the house, take it to the house. And, he starts nodding his head, and well, the next thing you know, he probably should have let it go, uh, but he fielded it from about the one or two yard line, didn't get anywhere. Then there's a penalty on top of that, making it half the distance to the goal. Long story short, Jack tried to uh, throw an out pattern, uh, was hit, fumbled, and then the right thing to do is to just swat it out of the back of the end zone, which is what I believe Drake Dorback did. So that was the only two points for uh, for UAB coming in the form of a safety right there. Um, but later on. So with score 17 to two, um, USM again responded with a 44-yard field goal, uh, capping off a six-play 18-yard drive uh, by Andrew Stein again. So it was 20 to two. That's one of those things. If you're ever playing squares in football, you get the you get the you get the zero and you get the two. Um, you're probably going to win yourself some money right there if this happens. So anyway, uh, third quarter comes around. Next score was us, Andrew Stein once again, which it, it made that it made him three for three on the day. He kicked a 25-yard field goal with uh, one uh, with with a uh, 9:32 to go in the third. And after that, the next scoring play, Quez Watkins, on just a beautiful catch in the uh, in the corner of the end zone, near side to us, 20-yard pass from Jack Abraham, capping off a six-play 53-yard drive. Last score of the day. Uh, to make the, to give you the final score of thirty-seven to two was Tim Jones caught a nine-yard pass from Jack Abraham. So anyway, ended up uh, thirty-seven to two was the final score. It kept us in the thick of the Conference USA race. 
Louisiana Tech also won. So currently, Louisiana Tech in our side of the division, the west side of Conference USA, Louisiana Tech's leading uh, with a five wins, zero losses. Sutter Miss broke that second place tie with UAB. Is now sitting at four and one, followed by UAB at three and two, UTSA at three and two, North Texas three and three, and then Rice and UTEP are both winless. As far as the East Division goes, Florida Atlantic, we have uh, the very last game of the of the uh, season in Boca. They sit atop the Eastern side at five and one. Marshall four and one. WKU, who we have coming to the Rock, uh, four and two. Charlotte three and three. FIU three and four. Middle Tennessee two and three, and Old Dominion has zero wins on that side. So, Conference USA is really shaken up. Maybe it's a little top heavy, but there's definitely some talent at the top. And so, back to the game. My final thoughts before I check out here. Um, we mentioned how much of a dominant effort this this was the entire time, from all different sides of the ball. Uh, just in in you know, I thought the speed was back. I thought there was just relentless speed from the defense specifically all night long. Really reminded me of those late '90s teams a little bit. Um, with it, it, it's it's almost like we we kind of knew the play that was going to happen and and we reacted quickly. And I thought that we just played just with, like with an anger all night. I thought we played angry. Sometimes you need to play angry. We played angry. We played fast, and it was definitely good to see. And that makes the second game in a row the defense has really showed out. I think. Uh, Two games in a row, you know, holding the opponent under 200 total yards of offense, which is just crazy, crazy, crazy good. Um, at the very beginning of the game, it's like UAB was getting some good push from the from the defensive line, and um, and there was one specific play that, that stuck out to me, anyways. Was was one thing that ended up keeping the defense, I think, honest. Was the quarterback draw called a quarterback draw? Jack ran right up the middle for I'm not exactly sure how much, but 18, 20 yards, something like that. And I think it, you know, it, it made everybody respect that all of a sudden because that's usually the one player that's not accounted for as far as being a runner. And even though Jack's not known for his running skills, he's a little bit faster than people get him credit for. So I thought that was a very key play. After that, it opens things up just a little bit, and um, and and you see what happened towards the end of the day. Um, we mentioned the one play from Jalen. Uh, he probably wants that back, but you know what? He's got a chance to break it at any point. I totally understand. If you're a marginal punt returner, kick returner. Maybe you don't take that chance. And, you know, I'm sure the coach has gotten his ear saying, you know, that's, that's probably not the best time to take that chance. But only the guys that are exceptional would even try it. So he's exceptional. And I really don't, you know, I really don't mind it. Glad it didn't cost us the game, but he's going to win more of those than he's going to lose, in my opinion. Uh, those that didn't come out to the game or stayed at the tailgate to watch the other game, I don't want to do any shaming anything, or anything like that. But I'll just tell you, you just missed one hell of an effort from our Golden Eagles. It was so fun. Um, the crowd was into it the entire time. Do I wish there was more of us around? Kind of. But those that were there were into it, and, and, that's, and that's what I dig. So kudos to everybody that showed up. It was a beautiful day in Hattiesburg, beautiful day at The Rock. And uh, you know what? If you happen to be listening to this and you know some people that stayed out to tailgate or you know some people that decided to whatever, go watch that other game, that's fine, but try to get them out to the Rock this next time. We're going to need them all the way out. We have one more home game remaining. A uh, little note here, it was actually the 600th win in Southern Miss history. That's pretty impressive. Not a whole lot of schools around the country can say that, I would not think. Um, another little note here, Perkins. 
kind of a, a similar effort to, to, to the Rice game. We just trudged along for most of the game, having a nice, solid effort, and then the huge run right there at the end. Um, that seems to be becoming a habit with Mr. Perkins, and we'll take it. We'll take it any way that we can get it. We mentioned uh, that we held UAB to less than 200 yards offense, and that was the second game in a row. Both teams actually had four sacks, even though I thought USM kind of dominated on both sides of the ball all game. That UAB defense was tough, uh, even though we kind of got the better of them most of the night. You know, on, a, on another note, uh, even though USM won most of the categories, offensively and defensively speaking, UAB, you guys did win in one category. Punts. Yep, you guys had nine punts and we only had four, so you got us on that one. Last thing, we'll leave you some notes before we get out of here. Rushing offense, USM 161, UAB 70. Passing offense, USM 164, UAB 103. So the total offense, USM uh, 325, UAB 173. Andrew Stein, 3 for 3 on field goals. And another key note here, USM was 5 for 5 in the red zone. That's pretty solid, and it's going to make play calling that much easier, I think, towards the end where you always know that you can kind of rely on uh, Mr. Dependable Andrew Stein. So good to see that. It was good to see all our buddies that came out. I'm sure we're going to give some shout-outs uh, during the bulk of the episode, but wanted to wanted to give a shout-out to all the people that I kind of talked to, and which included uh, Neil Rogers and uh, Charlie Dickens and uh, Ernie from over in Houston, Ernie Walker. Um, let's see who else. Cooper, you know, normal guys, but it was good running, running down everybody. I thank everybody for giving me the time to do an interview or two. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Towards the end of my interviews, you might could tell that I was tailgating for quite a while. (laughs) You might can hear that in my voice right now as well, but it was so well worth it. Can't wait till the next one. Um, You guys uh, that live in Hattiesburg that like some good old rock and roll, Come out to Sidelines this Friday, the 15th. It's a $7 cover. The band's called Steel Rockin'. It's my dad's band. They're from Jackson. It's going to be their first time to play in Hattiesburg. Um, the cover is not, you know, crazy, just 7 bucks. Um, it's going to be fun. They play a lot of Petty. They play some Buffett. They play a lot of old school stuff. So if you like old school rock and roll, if you just want to come say hi, uh, come on out to uh, Sidelines there in, uh, in West Hattiesburg this Friday. And that's about it, you guys. We'll see you at The Rock if I don't see you this Friday. And Southern Miss to the top. There you have it. That was Jason Bailey breaking down this past weekend's victory. 37-2 over the University of Alabama Birmingham Blazers. The Golden Eagles are now bowl eligible. I'm sure we will have some chitter-chatter over the next few weeks about where we may or may not end up. Also, the Conference USA named kicker Andrew Stein as the Conference USA Special Teams Player of the Week. So congratulations to Shankenstein and uh, many, many more of those to come. It's been a treat watching him this year. So our next football game is going to be this Saturday, November the 16th at 5 p.m., on ESPN Plus, the Golden Eagles, the Golden Golden Eagles of Southern Miss, six and three on the year, taking on the four and five University of Texas San Antonio Road Runners. 
So the Golden Eagles lead the all-time series three games to two. That doesn't seem right, but unfortunately that is correct. The Golden Eagles lead this series three games to two. The line right now, Southern Miss is a 17-point favorite. So, will be interesting to see how this goes. UTSA bounced back and had a win over Old Dominion this past weekend. Um, after what happened with the Falcons and Saints, you you can never look past any opponent. That's why we play every given Saturday. So, Southern Miss taking on Frank Wilson and the Texas San Antonio Roadrunners this Saturday, 5 p.m. on ESPN+. So the Miss Basketball got kicked off last week, or tipped off, I should say. The first game was on Tuesday, November the 5th, the Golden Eagles defeating Delta State 90-71. to Then game two was a game, a game where the uh, South Alabama Jaguars were, I think, 9-point favorite, 9 or 10-point favorites, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but they defeated the Golden Eagles 75-69, to a battle right there to the end. You know, South Alabama is a team that is projected to win the Sun Belt. So uh, a pretty good showing from this young Golden Eagle squad. The Golden Eagles are currently 1-1 one and one on the season. Two games this week. Uh, the first this Thursday, November the 14th. They're playing at North Florida. That game will be on ESPN Plus at 6 p.m. And then next Tuesday, November the 19th, the Eagles will hop on a plane and head to Iowa State. Larry Eustachy slash Tim Floyd country to take on the, and James Green country to take on the Iowa State Cyclones. I think we had a pretty full show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Special thanks to all of our guests who came on the episode this week. You can follow us on Twitter at To The Top Talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington, Jason at Bumper J Bailey. On Facebook and Instagram as well. Got to give our shout-outs. Shout-out to 4th Street Bar in Hattiesburg. I'm sure they're going to have a viewing party this Thursday and this Saturday, so be sure you stop by and check out our friends at 4th Street Bar. Shout-out to collegesportsunfiltered.com. If you want to jibber-jabber with some Golden Eagle fans, check them out. Shout-out to Brian Renfro. Shout-outs to Susan Bailey, the men of Sigma Chi, the Theta Delta chapter, the men of Pi Kappa Phi, the Theta Alpha chapter, Shout out to Kevin Rogers. Jason had his shout outs. <laughs> if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash to the top talk. That's patreon.com slash to the top talk. You can sponsor for, I believe, as little as five bucks. Um, we do have something special for our Patreon subscribers. Uh, we, If you've seen, followed us on social media, you've seen the gold Southern Miss, uh, the, well, the, the gold to the top talk shirts. For you, my friends, we have black to the top talk shirts as well that you will be receiving. So we will be in touch on how to get those to you. So if you'd like one of those black shirts, um, to the top talk on Patreon, patreon.com slash to the top talk. Pretty much all the revenue, all the revenue generated is pretty much put back into the program, whether it's equipment or paying for the different fees we have to pay but most of it's going into putting these shirts on everybody's backs just having a good time and outfitting our crew i hope you guys enjoyed it look for to the top talk on itunes google play soundcloud iHeartRadio, and stitcher subscribe give us a rating give us a review and whatnot if you like the show tell your friends if you don't like the show tell your friends and as always southern miss to the top <laughs>